take us away. So, how are you feeling today? Uh, not, not any particular way. Fuck me, I cannot do these fucking yes and things. <laughs> I need to do them myself. I can't do them. Yeah, like, I, like the prompting, it doesn't work. It's fine. It's fine. Some people pitch, and some people are batters. It's fine. <laughs> I will never not freeze up. <laughs> So I guess you're just someone that the Mets trade away too early then? Just pure pitching? Uh, his name was Daniel Murphy, and he was going to take us there in 2016. Ah, uh, well, let us all hold a candle out for Mr. Murphy. The goat. And the other victims of the outgoing Mets management. Mm. So I have a two-part answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Because physically, I feel like shit. I got hit by a fucking car the other day. I can walk or whatever, but I got hit by a fucking car, and it was a hit and run, and I just watched him speed off. And you have to understand that we live in the law and order part of the city, so I'm just seeing what those words mean in practice, and it turns out that it amounts to about 60 around the fucking corner. <laughs> so yeah, that sucked. Fucker. I'm also hungover, but the reason I'm hungover is also the reason that spiritually, I'm great. And that is that a bad thing happened to another person, and I am glowing in it. Sam's being cautious. I understand. I'm being very... I'm not even being cautious. I'm not doing anything. I'm not feeling any way about it. I'm not saying anything about it. I am, like, perhaps this is superstition right here, and I've, you know, in the past been unkind to the superstitious. I've been... I never stopped. Dismissive of them. Yes, I have been... This is less um, me being superstitious, and this is me not investing in something that I don't know what the payout is going to be. You understand? I mean, I understand that we moved through a world in which we have little to no control of any outcome. But I am someone and who likes to enjoy... It seems like the outcome is the worst one that they could have come up with. That has been a trend. Like, remember, like, SARS? Remember think... when that never made it over? Like, 27 people in the U.S. ever caught SARS. I understand that trepidation, but I like to enjoy individual moments. And maybe there is a fucking disaster around the corner. But today... Okay, there's a breakdancing move called hand hops, right? Is you it basically, anything like a dark hammer? It is actually similar to a dark hammer. It's like an upside-down dark hammer. That sounds like it hurts. I've seen dark hammers. How do you do the dust? <laughs> it's like being a god. Now, all your weight is on one hand upside-down. You're just jumping up and down on it, right? Mm-hmm. Fun-looking move, fun time, potential risk, very loud, very heavy. Now understand, I'm on the second floor, so I live above someone. And I live above my landlord. But when That's what I, true courage looks like, ladies and gentlemen. I just heard the news and I was already upside down. I'm surprised I didn't drink while I was doing the hand hops. And then after that, remember you used to play Def Jam Fight for New York a lot? Fuck yes, I remember. Kick-ass game fucking amazing remember that song let's get dirty yeah i just had that on loop for like 20 minutes so i feel wonder shit wonderful and shit i am kind of dying as well i have the worst hangover we all are slowly etc etc oh no, no I, um... i'm the i'm the i'm the guy who lives forever i'm the i'm the protagonist it's like dune yeah yeah he's just wandering through the desert somewhere as the plot demands. You don't look like Timothy Chalamet to me. Oh, so now Timothy Chalamet wasn't black, huh? <laughs> so, 
today's theme mm-hmm. is a continuation of yesterday's theme, which we're just marching through yesterday? some of the extended. What? Yesterday. Oh, no, no, right. I'm being pedantic right now. Go on. Oh, okay. Hey, everyone. Let's do this so Sam Legault is comfortable. <laughs> this week's theme is a continuation of last week's theme, in which we are sort of just cartwheeling through the uh, Pokemon franchise here, right? Yeah. Well, and in the extended franchise. We're not really doing the video the game stuff because... I'm probably going to talk about video game stuff anyway. This is yeah, me. We're but... visiting the outlying islands of the Pokemon Empire. Understand... Weeboo Hell exists because of Pokemon, because that was my, that was mine, and I'm not, definitely not alone in this, mine and many others entryway into Japanese media. Holy crap, I'm trying to figure out my source zombie now. I think it must have been, it was something on the core, like, Shonen Shoujo spectrum, a Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z or Yu Yu Hakusho kind of thing. It was all happening in the late 90s on Kids WB Cartoon Network. I feel like Toonami was a little bit later. Did they have any scraps before Toonami of anime? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Lord, I don't... I can't remember back that far anymore. <laughs> like, I, 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 I remember Visions... Right, I've got I've got flashes of you know what was on TV and what TV looked like. I remember. <laughs> I'm not going to start getting into this, but I remember you know actually having to wait for a given day and wake up at a certain time to watch it at a certain time in the morning. That's when Pokemon would be on. Oh man, I watched all of those Saturday morning cartoon blocks, and by all of them, I mean it must have only been one or two because you physically can only watch one channel at a time. But remember, um. Remember during summer break where they'd air all the Bugs Bunny cartoons and they'd call it June Bugs? Yep, yep. That fucking ruled. I miss June Bugs. Really rough time on the parents that had just... No, it's easy. I was just like there in front of the TV and they didn't have to fucking deal with my bullshit. I would very much commentate the program happening. (laughs) Everyone had to know... (laughs) You have to imagine he says rabbit season, duck season, duck season, and I go, Bah God! <laughs> He's turned it around on him! <laughs> so the original Pokemon anime is just the reason you weave this hard to this day. Yes, that's where it all began. Alright, now we know what your first zombie is. Yeah, sometimes sometimes when, um, when I'm feeling pretentious, I'll tell people it was uh, when they originally aired Mobile Suit Gundam on Toonami, like back in like 2009, or not 2009, 1999, 2000 Okay, so that's so. what you say if you're on, I don't know, a first date with a fucking nerd, I guess. Yeah. Dude, I shouldn't have said it here. Now the, Now I can't fucking do it again. Dude, I'm not proud. I think I might have been watching Card Captors or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole lot that I was watching back then, like after Pokemon, to like uh, during, after, you know, late 90s. I think it was around 98, 99 when Pokemon first aired uh, in the States. I want to say it was 99. Um, okay. And I remember there being other anime on TV. Cannot remember what the fuck it was, but it was there, definitely. I remember a lot of it. I remember too much of it. I remember Fighting Foodons, which was a mon show about food that turned into monsters. I remember Ultimate Muscle. Which, I do remember Ultimate Muscle. As because it turns for some out, re- was a sequel series to Kanika Man. 
I am just learning that, and I mostly remember Ultimate Muscle because it had the most bizarre U.S. theme song. And the melody still just sort of catches in my head from this day. It it's, just opens with a guy, this deep baritone voice saying, Some bad boys from outer space. And then the, the crowd chants Ultimate Muscle. It's almost a shame that they did away with English theme songs for anime. Because, I don't know, I feel like there's a whole lot to mock today, but I could always use a little bit more. Yeah, the world needs those extra punchlines. Those really just give us something to smile about. And it just feels good to laugh at something that doesn't fucking matter. It does like, seem... it doesn't matter that your US dub has a shit theme song. I mean, it, it, for your ratings, maybe, but it doesn't hurt people, you know? It does, like, no, no it's, it's, ultimately, it's, uh, it's stupid if harmless. Although, I do think that people tend to remember the original Pokemon anime's uh, theme song pretty fondly. Uh, probably just because, yeah, those were simpler times. Yeah, yeah, the power metal band Power Glove did a cover of it, in fact. I like Power Glove. They were fun. They were fun. They are I fun. Really I guess they had an I album had in the last three years. I something funny to say right now. Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on. Uh, Jokebot 3000 running. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Wow, for once I stalled out. Congratulations, oh, Sam. Man, Sometimes fucking, it like, happens. Did you know did you forget to fucking charge the joke bot? God damn it, I thought you did stand up. I did stand up when it existed. Lord in fucking heaven. Uh you read the manga to this uh this week, right? Yep, um, I read specifically Pokemon Adventures, because there are Adventures. a bunch of Pokemon manga series. Right, yeah. So, so I, what did you think about reading the manga, Sam? Uh, uh I'll have to phone up, you know, Sam Lego at thirteen years old because he could fucking tell you because Sam at twenty eight was real fucking busy at work this week and I did not get to it. So this is going to be fascinating because uh, Sam is using a kind of an ancestral recall thing right now. He is trying to just channel memories through the fog. I read, I guess it was chapters 1 through 60 of this. So uh, for, for the kids at home who have read uh, Pokemon Special slash Pokemon Adventure, that's um, the entire red and blue arc and some of the yellow arc. And yeah, I wanted to read at least one discrete chunk of the whole thing following one character because I know it's saying hops from island to island. It does, yeah. And I wanted to see a bit of how they try to mix it up with different protagonists. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting conceit. It kind of lends it this uh, amusing JoJo-esque arc myth thing to it. I do like the new protagonist a little more. Actually, I guess it's just I have weird tastes in characters and I know there is an appeal to default hero man so one one thing that i will say red as a character is just one of my favorite fictional characters just of all time i think that um one of my favorite moments in fiction and this is almost fucking dumb but one of my favorite moments in fiction is the battle on mount silver just as a fucking moment that's a fun time if i were to talk about my favorite chapter in this entire thing they had a rendition of the whole safari zone thing that was just a self-contained adventure and i kind of like that kind of samurai jack shit mm -hmm. i guess the premise of him wandering around pokemon less having instigated a prince of persia to dahaka chase <laughs> around the fucking taurus was it i think they did that in the show in this it was a nidoking it was a nidoking Ooh. Which 
Oh, I have a Nido King in my current fucking Nuzlocke run of uh, Heart Gold right now. Oh, press W for success. I know the stats kind of like plateau after a while. It's honestly um probably not going to carry me into the end game. Oh, does it just look a lot more threatening than it is? Yes, yes, yeah, it is what it is. That type of Pokemon. Uh, okay, well, it looks very intimidating as it chases our fucking unarmed protagonist around there, and I enjoyed the whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, the Taurus episode red- was the one where some guy fucking pointed a gun at his head. I'm not there in the states. That's fucking great. <laughs> Like, they couldn't find a way. They couldn't find a way to edit it out or make it look like anything. They couldn't turn it into, like, a other, slingshot with a banana. Other than fucking anime Clint Eastwood points a fucking gun at a 10-year-old's head. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Too bad he can't use reflect. I'll do a little bit of minimal context work just to set this up. Uh, okay, sure, yeah. In contrast to the comic we did last time, which, while they're both episodic, that one essentially didn't do a continuous arc-based thing. Yeah, it just this had is extremely arky. This is an arc-based comic book in the sort of house visual style. It tries to, unless some Team Rocket ch- chicanery is happening, contain it to one opponent per thing as a sort of gimmick like mm-hmm. each chapter will be called versus blank pokemon or versus blank character yeah uh, and that's I, a fun frame it actually reminds me of how warren ellis sort of structured his moon knight run because i'm a fucking nerd what i think is interesting about it is that it is very much more um not a reaction to really because it's all like in-house it has a closer relationship to the games, whereas Electric Tale of Pikachu uh, has a closer relationship to the anime. And Honestly, for something so, with like, as many wackadoo, very video gamey conceits as Pokemon in an all-ages sort of brand promotion thing like this, I was impressed with the kind of integration of things. What I want to bring up, because I actually did like this comic, I want to make sure I bring it up. Because I, keep on, cause I know as I go through this, I'm going to keep on talking about it as a brand thing, right? Mm-hmm. But this reminded me of something. What did it remind you of? I write ads right now, right? And when you first take on this job, at first you're looking at, like, the 20 good ads that exist that are entertaining and brought something to the thing, and you thought, wow, this really adds something to it. The Phil Collins gorilla. Yeah, that that kind of shit, right? Yeah. Then you, sometimes you get in and you remember that almost every ad that exists is dross that does not deserve to. <laughs> this is an interesting comic for me to come to from that kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. In a very real way, this is a long-form narrative brand extension. But they actually do something fun and artful and very efficient with it. And I wanted to compare it to our time with gotcha shows, which we haven't done as many as I suspected because it often feels like an empty exercise. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean... Because you say, this I, is just an ad. This is just here to bring you into it. I'm pretty sure Princess Connect Redive was a gotcha show, and that was the last one that we've done um, in recent memory because I was fucking... That was it after that. I, I had no more fucking patience for it as a genre. Yeah, that one... That one hit our boy in the lymph nodes. And if we have to fucking do it again, then I'm going to break something. <laughs> and it's interesting because you could see these same meetings essentially leading to this comic as what leads to the average fucking gotcha anime or manga, but... Morgan's brother, Quinn. You've met Quinn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you met his girlfriend? Nope. 
Okay, so she just got back from a year in Japan, uh, and she said the most fucking depressing thing uh, to me, which is that on the fucking Tokyo Metro or whatever, everyone's fucking playing Azure Lane or whatever the fuck. Everyone's playing fucking gotcha games. This trend is going to be around for a fucking while. Sit tight. It's like the fucking Yankees in the mid to late 90s. Great. They're just they not going to fucking go away. They found a way to fit a casino onto a fucking Switch. I'm so fucking angry at... I'm just so fucking... Okay, go, go on, go on. You were making a point. My point was that this, like Tyler the Creator doing an ad with a goat, or even just go back to that fucking lemon car ad shit, mm-hmm. I can get even angrier at the average gotcha shows just knowing that you can do something that was entirely pushed and conceived and promoted as a brand extension without just vomiting garbage into the media stream <laughs> because i liked this comic that, that that was my really roundabout circular way of getting back to a point here i mean gundam exists to sell toys and it's about how people will always come up with reasons to kill one another and it has informed stuff that i like in media and whenever i try and create media gundam always finds its way in so i'm not necessarily opposed to the merchandise driven um you know model good canon has come of it uh you know you do what you can uh when when you're given a prerogative to sell shit we do what we must because we can one thing that was interesting to me because we had this whole conversational screw up mm-hmm. the english version flips the names of two characters blue and green blue and green and we spent 15 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck the we other thought, person was talking thought- about <laughs> We were convinced that the other one had lost his fucking mind. Um, Because, so as I have always kind of understood it, Gary from the anime, right? Mm -hmm. His counterpart, or your rival, the rival's counter... The rival from fucking Red and Blue, right? I always understood his name to be Green, because in uh, Japan, that totally is his name in this. Um, Not so in the States, where he is Blue, uh, likewise, there is a female trainer uh, in this who would eventually become Leaf from the remakes, right? Yeah. Um, with you know, with the the kind of fishing hat, um, or the the bucket hat, you Leaf with the bucket. I I, I like her hat. Uh, anyway, uh, she is blue in Japan, but is green in the states. Yeah, she's on a whole Catwoman bit, and the point is that it really just made us both think the other person was having this Berenstain bear moment. Mm-hmm. This kind of aphasia. Like, oh man, his name's Green. What the fuck are you talking about? Look at his jacket. <laughs> Do you smell toast? <laughs> this comic rides a very idealistic track, so Green is much more of a human being oh, yeah. than Gary Oak, or even really green in the game, if I remember him correctly. He was a prick. Like, he was a bog-standard prick in the game, as I remember. Um, Like, I think the worst your rivals ever got was in Gen 2, when, like, he was literally just a fucking psychopath talking about how cruelty is the way or something like that. And all of oh, yeah. Me- <laughs> that guy. Just, I, I just what do you think this is? Blue or green or whatever, your rival from the first generation games was basically, he was just kind of a fucking prick. I think that Gen 2 rival might be the transition point to all these fucking world annihilation plots. 
that this franchise seeps into. I mean, they're they're sort of here in this comic, but within the games themselves. I'm trying to think, yeah, because um, because in in state, Gen One they were basically the mafia trying the mafia. to make a big guy. They were the mafia, and well, the the whole big guy thing was really only implicit. Um, they were the mafia. I think maybe they had been involved. No, not even them. They hadn't been involved. Mewtwo became a Team Rocket thing in the anime, right? In the uh, in the video games, it was just some scientist somewhere made Mewtwo, and now he's in Cerulean Cave for whatever Yeah, reason. it's some form of... I don't want to call it an escalation problem, but I guess they were trying to think of what the stakes are. It was totally an escalation problem. Okay, so I mean, like, in yeah. Gen 2, um, Team Rocket was there, and now they have a plan that involves the radio, um... And it's just this ramp up towards the world's, the world in italics. It kind of peaked in Gen 4 when, when, you know, you have Cyrus who wants to destroy the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm looking... I know, I'm a Gen 4 apologist, but so much about that generation was so fuck stupid. And I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here as a... Human being. Look at this first game, which is essentially a sports plot line. Yes. Yeah, no, that 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 is the thing. Like, this stuff compares Pokemon is a sports story. Yeah. It is a, it is it's, it's, it's sports guys. And I'm just sitting here and thinking, so what you're telling me is that if free or high Q goes on long enough, there is going to be a guy who is going to splash his way to controlling the UN. And in the season following that there is a guy. No, he'll be a coach this time. They gotta, they gotta mix it up. Mm-hmm. There is a coach whose team is trying to splash its way to causing a fracture along the prime meridian that splits the world into two perfectly equal halves. I swear to God, this happened in Hey Arnold. <laughs> uh, this escalation thing. Mm-hmm. I think Pokemon had built up a pretty good head of steam by the time this comic came out. I could be entirely wrong. But it seems to very much have its own myth established. So they, they, they've, they've got to juice Team Rocket up a bit. Oh yeah, by having Sabrina the absolute fucking psychopath <laughs> as one of its admins now. Yeah, they have a, a whole gym leader conspiracy. Uh, Lieutenant Surge has been grafted onto this plot because, I don't know, we need three people to fight three trainers. It was, it was, so it was Lance... Surge and Sabrina, right? Am I missing? I think one? the Lance thing happens later. Uh, in the core fifty or so, like red comics, it's uh, Surge, Sabrina, and Koga. Oh yeah, Koga. Yeah. I guess ninjas are a good fit for organized crime. If yeah, I were to bring, absolutely. Yeah, if, I could. I could see like Koga being. Yeah. If I were to bring a skill set into the industry. I do remember really enjoying that plot line then, and I still do now, just the idea that, you know, like, gym leaders who are understood to be, like, pretty, you know, they're, they're public figures, right? They're public figures. Yeah, it's somewhere between, it's this weird hybrid between being Yoda, being the city comptroller, Mm -hmm. being retired, and running a crunch gym, like a local crunch franchise, <laughs> seems to be the hybrid role of a gym leader. It's just, it's strange. I, I always wondered, and this is this is going way the fuck deeper 
into it than I really should be going or like anyone really needs to be going, right? Because you don't, don't fucking think too hard about the Pokemon world. It's not going to make sense if you do. Oh, but yeah. By the way, when I say this is a fun, good comic, like I'm saying this is a good kids action series. I'm not saying this is some deep... This isn't fucking monster. It's not a character study of... No, no. It's just, it's just good at doing what it does. But here I am getting lost in the weeds right now thinking about is Pokemon Society that amazingly wrapped up in the idea of these Pokemon leagues, right? Or is it just that you're only ever playing these games for them per- from the perspective of someone who is, you know, part of this sport that is such a big part of this society, right? All right, so there's the answer I suspect, and there's the answer I want. Okay. So the answer I suspect, just tonally from later entries in the franchise, is that everyone has at least a finger in this pool. As yeah, it's like, it seems like goes. as an institution, as a societal institution, it's um about as important as television. That's a good comparison. It's as important and ubiquitous as, say, as TV. TV, okay. The answer my sense of humor wants mm-hmm. is that 80% of the population just looking at these guys and going, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a Pokemon trainer. They're super fucking weird, dude. (laughs) Yeah, my brother's a Pokemon trainer. We don't really talk as much as we used to. (laughs) He just tells me what attacks his Gyarados knows now. Look, don't look right into his eyes or he's going to try and fight you. (laughs) Dude, I wanted to just have a cat around the house, so I got a Meowth, and now these kids will leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) I'm worried. One of them just fucking shot a laser at it when I was trying to walk it in the park. Like, holy shit, man. I bought myself a baseball cap, you know, because it gets cold out in the fall. And, you know, I was walking to work, and I got fucking accosted by bikers <laughs> with their fucking wheezing. So, I don't have a Pokemon. In terms of why I suspect it's just super extended to people's eyes it's it's just tied to the escalation thing and if you have fucking deity pokemon walking around it just becomes impossible to ignore in your day-to-day fucking life yeah it's it's not like some asshole's hobby it's uh yeah it's it's a bit of a big deal yeah yeah i guess when you have a society where everything is just wrapped up in it to that extent they, they sort of start treating being one of these trainers more like being a martial artist in some Jedi Geki setting. Yes. Yeah, no, you are you are fucking um, Toshiro Mifune in all of these games. Yeah, yeah, you are learning the way of the sword. And, you know, other people, they have swords. Swords are around. What a curious construct. It really is. Um, I'm going to purposefully sidestep the whole like dog fighting question because that's boring and i'm not boring and people who I talk about that are boring that the dog fight question is the quintessential example of someone not taking things on the terms that is very clearly laid out yes first off these are basically stands that you can pet anyway so i don't even know what the fuck you're getting at <laughs> i honestly don't even know that it's worth um Third off, is your dumbass like going around to? saying... It feels like it's at the same level of intellectual engagement as saying, man, the people in the world of Sailor Moon are letting these kids fight their battle for them. Where's the military and all this? I had a fucking... I've known three guys because I guess I just draw in a certain type of edge. Sam's known one of them, but this is a more common thing. 
And yeah, yeah, she's a turf, overrated books, whatever. But in talking about all the Harry Potter shit, they would always say, gun. you know, man, why doesn't you use a fucking gun? And I'm just sitting here. How do you watch any? How do you go, get through Enter the Dragon? Like, <laughs> hey, why is this a martial arts tournament? Why is this a gun tournament? I don't know dip fuck because... <laughs> <laughs> why do you need to ask that question to feel good about yourself <laughs> I um <laughs> I have this I can't source the person who said this originally because I got this from someone who's a big fan of Film Crit Hulk who in turn was referencing someone else mm-hmm. but some film writer or maker at some point pointed out that in a way when it comes to understanding narratives and what matters and what fucking doesn't Mm -hmm. kids are way smarter than a certain strain of grown-up because they don't get wrapped up in this bullshit inania because kids don't really have kids have egos yes but they don't have bruised egos (laughs) (laughs) they don't have a wound they don't have a fucking wound that they you know build their fucking personality around the way that you know you know men of a certain age do (laughs) And, you know, feel the need to point out that Pokemon is basically dogfighting and why doesn't Harry Potter have a gun? (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, that is fucking true. That is a good point that you've made there. And I think it's just something happens to guys in middle school or high school. I think it's high school. I don't know. For me, it was. It felt like it was high school, and they have to feel like they need to do something about it. And luckily, I feel as though I have gotten past my need to quote unquote do something about it. And now what I'm doing about it is I have a fucking anime podcast. It's a thing you're supposed to grow past, like teething. Mm-hmm. I would almost call it an emotional stage of puberty. Yeah, but they're like people who are and they're just stuck there. They just live there, yeah. <laughs> they and just they just never got fucking past it. It feels like some kind of fucking invective ad against hormone blockers or whatever. Artificially extending puberty? That's disgusting. Do you want these kids to be stuck? Asking why Harry Potter doesn't have a gun longer than is natural? <laughs> no. That's why the Turf Island Foundation <laughs> for Preventing Man Children is here. I think there would be more turfs if you framed the argument that way. If you just had people yeah, walk- <laughs> if you just had people walking around saying, if you let teenagers make these kind of choices, you're going to have people saying, Why isn't someone called the ASPCA on Ash? Walking around well into their late 40s. Is that what you want? Is that the world you want to live in? I think not. I'm glad they're not smart enough to tilt that windmill. I'm going to bring this back to this particular comic for a second. Mm -hmm. In terms of just talking about strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. So, in terms of weaknesses, this thing is always sort of trying to move at a harried clip. It's a thing that the pace works for and against at a time. It goes... Essentially, a conflict will always be contained to a given chapter, which can lead to some great one-off moments, or it's good for individual plotty fights, I think. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily give things room to breathe. And I don't mean in that sort of deep art way of, like, setting into, like, someone's motivations or whatever. I just mean that sometimes you do little mood things, like let an explosion ride out or whatever, and 
in, in Pokemon Adventures will often be like, bang, it explodes, bang, we're in the aftermath, etc. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, sort of, um, you read enough shonen that goes on for hundreds and hundreds of chapters, right? You know, where mm-hmm. the fights get extended and protracted out to like a dozen chapters sometimes. And you sort of ask, oh, what if they weren't allowed to do this? And so this is sort of like on the other end of that. Yeah, it is definitely on the other end of the spectrum there, which actually gets talked about. I did enjoy about this, which this is something that the show never did that well, in my opinion. I was a bratty kid in terms of what I thought about the TV program. But I enjoyed the, because pro wrestling has ruined my brain, Mm -hmm. the individual match structures and, and spots. Oh my fucking god. In Pokemon Adventure more than the show, and I think actually more than the way it was presented throughout most of Electric Tail of Pikachu, with the exception of how Electric Tail treated the League battles, which I just thought was just really one, of the strong, one of the strongest yeah, points of the just, whole comic. It was just a really fantastic arc. Yeah, that was like the peak of the whole Electric Tail thing. But the average throwdown in this plays out a little more interestingly than in electric tail it is also just very attached to doing silly little when i say silly i mean in a sort of endearing kind of characterizing way like people are just mm-hmm. riding around on hydro pumps and whatever and people have to like people are running alongside their pokemon for no reason mid-battle like it doesn't add anything to what they're trying to do in the fight but i just like i don't know it lends a momentum it's fun to it's me. cool it's kinetic it's kinetic it's kinetic it, and your kinetics are important in, uh, in things like this. Kinetics are one of the, like, strengths that manga kind of has. By the way, I don't want to see any more fucking Instagram comments calling me a pretentious fuck because I am clearly meeting this thing at the audience and genre and whatever level that it's gunning for. Bro, no, no. Instagram commenters are some... Anime fans are some of the dumbest motherfuckers. We've been over this before. Yeah, yeah. I, I They're just... calling you pretentious because they're stupid. I am just amazed at the fucking vegetables that still follow me. I whatever, but I don't know. I don't understand why people do the things they do. Let them. Like I can't stop them. So red is a lot less grating than their presentation of uh, Mr. Ash. He was okay. Ash was okay. Red's just. I just remember him just being across the board competent. He's just good at this. Red is sort of a hero cipher type, but mm-hmm. his uh, main characterization thread is they essentially split the idea of being improvisational versus strategic between these two, and then can they come together? Who knows? Yes, yes, that yeah, that is what that's just what the, the comic is about. You could see that there must have been a flop sweat bullet session for a second before they went to yellow because they're trying to think, okay, what the fuck is this chick's gimmick going to be? <laughs> and she, well, she's got a hat. She's got a hat. She's got a really big hat. A huge hat and a fishing rod, and that's the start. And then they decided to go for a sort of way of peace thing, which I know it's different, whatever. Yeah, fun. I did enjoy more than how it's presented in a lot of Pokemon media and how they sort of use it to present their little core theme of let's all be Poke friends together because it read a little more as a general why do we all have to be shit all the time? Or maybe it's just what's happening in the world at the moment. I just needed some sugar. (laughs) I, uh, that's most of what I've been feeding myself of late. Yeah, I really just needed 
some real so cinnamon great. mixed with brown sugar. It is why I've been so immensely um, grateful for the presence of shit like Steven Universe throughout all of this. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I can get one type of relief through, I don't know, a run-through of Preacher or something, but... I need a counterbalance in the world at the moment. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be, you know, that that fucking weird asshole who, you know, refuses to consume things that have even the slightest pessimistic bent. Because, look, it's fucking me. <laughs> there, there's the, there's the joke about a type of genre called Samcore. Yep. Uh, yep. Which kind of starts with mobile suit gundam and just goes into anything that has just these kind of depressing stories about why people do evil things to one another generally speaking i think the most complete synthesis of our sense of humor i've ever seen was in our sort of ersatz gundam parody series scripts oh yes (laughs) we had the concept of act or anti-civilian tactics (laughs) (laughs) that made me smile yeah Yeah, i'm gonna have to go back to like the fucking google doc uh that we have for that there's actually several as i remember what else did i want to get at oh since you were discussing the booking of sabrina across the franchise it's so fucking fascinating just what a fucking so this time she's not a creepy doll Instead, she is some kind of tyke bomb. I don't know if she was raised in a factory or whatever. Not tyke bomb. She's older in this one, I guess. Yeah, she seems to be in her 20s or something. I'm. That's the thing. She doesn't even have a um, an age that is really easy to nail down. Because she seems like she might be like 19 or so in the anime. In the games, who knows? It was 18. 16 16 bit 32 mm. eh, I don't fucking know it was you know it was low res and you could only kind of tell i know she had a whip that was <laughs> that remember like whips like everyone had a fucking whip in gen one and I a couple the, of them uh, did in gen two and I then think it was gen three, a signifier like, of being harsher with your animals i guess or something i just remember there were a number of oh, different shit. trainers and trainer types who had whips i think Team Rocket grunts carried around whips every now and again. Then they phased those out in Gens 2, and they were just gone by 3. I think there was this idea of, like, Pokemon being slightly um, less intelligent in, you know, Gen 1. Oh, yeah, now they're just full-out sapient all the they, time. They, they seem to actually be, like, somewhat sentient. So the idea was that they were, like, these beasts that you have to tame uh, sometimes. You know, like, people... People would, like, literally use, like, lion tamer shit. At that time, they're only about as smart as, like, the average undecided voter. <laughs> we respect everyone here on Weeaboo Hell, except half the country. Go fuck yourselves. But <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't mean go fuck yourselves. I mean go, go fuck yourself. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> It's pretty compulsive. It's a problem. I'll work. Not my problem. On me. Mm-hmm. Although that that's kind of fun, though. The way in which the franchise has kind of evolved. Kind of the way in which the idea of Pokemon has evolved, you know, since 1995, 6? Mm-hmm. Something, something along those lines. Like, starting with, you know, the idea that Pokemon are a little bit more intelligent than they were originally imagined to be. 
I think there's this idea that started to come about in Gen Gen's two and three. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Gen three. It seemed. Uh, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. Like more, more in Gen three. Uh, the idea that society developed differently in the Pokemon world because of the presence of Pokemon than it might have. And that's less of a thing in Gens 1 and 2, I'm pretty sure. But, like, in Gen 3, um, you start getting references to just stuff does or does not exist in this in the Pokemon world specifically because of Pokemon. That is a wacky-ass idea. And kind of amusing. I just realized I don't think I even saw a car in fucking Pokemon until, like, Gen 4. That's just sort of, like, cars kind of just can't fucking... Oh yeah, the whole overworld thing. The whole overworld thing, like you know, it's 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 understood. Like that's the thing with video games. It's just like, wow, man, this uh, this entire country is, you know, if you you know like measure it out, is more or less the size of a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Now, because I am a ill-tempered child, mm-hmm. I do have some things I want to make fun of. What would you like to make fun of? First off, over in Saffron City. <laughs> they they just put the whole peak of the whole Team Rocket plot there. I don't remember what it was like that or wasn't like that in the games because yeah, there was the fucking Sylph Company uh, takeover. Yeah, they the had whole that kick ass music. They do this like call the writers of Rohan thing <laughs> with the League of Justice gym leaders. I think was the, it was something like the Justice gym leaders or the gym leaders of good and. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's funnier because what they do has no bearing to what the fucking power trio does inside the building. <laughs> and it's funnier fucking still because they did not build up any connection between the non-rocket gym leaders, really. So that that was just like every other gym leader? It was everyone that wasn't in Team Rocket or X-Team Rocket. It was Brock, Plant Lady... Erica. Plant Lady. Okay. <laughs> Misty. There might have been a fourth one. Blaine, they gave him this whole plot line where he had run away from Team Rocket but had to redeem himself by stopping Mewtwo from Mewtwoing. Fascinating. There is a whole weird myth arc to this thing that I kind of admire. Yeah, no, it's... But within the playground it's playing it's in. neat. I think that's it then. Because besides those three, right, there's... Koga, Lieutenant Surge, Sabrina, no, Giovanni, <laughs> and now Blaine, right? So I guess it's just those three guys. It's funny, so Blaine is a fire trainer, so mm-hmm. I think of the word blaze, and because I think of the word blaze, my brain cannot help but be dragged to the existence of Blaze Ya Dead Homie, a juggalo rapper who is a gangbanger who got shot and came back as a rapping zombie. I thought you were just going to go something... For as simple as just the word, the, the term 420 blaze it, but like. Nope, I go to a far no, dumber place. No, we're going place deeper than that. How long do you think it took Blaze, your dead homie, to make a song called Blaze It? Or is that like one wordplay tier above like the average juggalo rapper? This is a question. I don't. Premiere album, debut album? I, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that, just the fucking mixtape that they pass around to get a record deal. 
I'm sure that's what they did. Or maybe it would be like his more emotional, more mature, sophomore effort. You know, we start exploring the Blaze, your dead homie character. Something about this topic of conversation is making me feel exceptionally tired. And not just, <laughs> not just because it's almost two. I think it's because you've been putting up my shit for going on 15 years now. It's more than 10. It's, it is now more than 10. Fucking fascinating. Alright, I'll close out on this. So, Blue who is green, or green who is blue. The girl trainer who is Catwoman does a whole Catwoman thing in this. Mm-hmm. It's a fun bit. It's, it's a, a fun, fun bit. There is an amusing thing where when people split off for their sort of quasi-final boss Team Rocket gym leader fights, she has to get in a girl fight with Sabrina. And because Match. it is a girl fight when Sabrina has her sort of on the ropes... There is a exceptionally stupid spot, which I had to bring onto this show. Mm-hmm. So she's tied up; she can't reach her Pokemon. So he's like, "I can finish you at my whim, because you're so weak." And she goes, "Yeah, but at least I'm not flat like you." Ooh. And th- this is a setup for Dodo Sam. There's a strategic Pokemon maneuver. Of the Trixie Catwoman variety. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're fucking talking about. So Sabrina's Pokemon slashes at her. Because evidently Sabrina's a fucking war criminal, by the way. If that's like just I your... said, Sabrina the fucking psychopath in this one. Yes. <laughs> just her response to being called by. like, hey, growl if Clark tits off. <laughs> so in the middle of trying to commit her fucking Janjaweed war crime. <laughs> Two fucking Pokeballs spill out. Yep, yep. And I'm there to sit. And she's drawn similarly throughout the franchise. So I am left to assume that at all times, two Pokemon are stuffed in her fucking training block. (laughs) In case of emergency. In case of fucking... And you know, this is a high stakes situation. You and like the Pokemon equivalent of like just fucking shoe money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that exists. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pokemon Adventures is just an amusing episodic action based time. I like it as a brand product. It reminded me that advertising does not have to Make me hear the clanging metal song from fucking Silent Hill 2 in my head. Oh man, that was probably audible just now. It totally was. I might even keep it. It's very loud. It's very, no, that's never not very loud. It's very late. It is quite late. The world conspired against us all this week, but we got you your beautiful product anyway. The next time I will actually fucking watch slash read something. It really helps the, the process for you, I think. The minimum. Instead of just pull fucking hot takes about Pokemon out of my head. It's not every week that we do something in a franchise that uh, Sammy Boy has dedicated his, his life to. So I think in the future he will have to. I will actually have to like put in some work. I, I got lucky this time. You know, I got busy the week we were talking about something that I spent, you know, something like, oh, if you add it all up, five or six months, like contiguous months of my life doing that's a lot of tall grass kids right it doesn't seem like too much right but then you know sort of you know i'm 28 years old right and there's 12 months in a year 28 years all right let's um let's 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 assume six months let's assume six months right 
oh god, I've just been confronted with my inability to fucking do this math. This man is on the border of hyperventilating from the pressure. Oh god, okay, so 28. Of remembering his arithmetic. Times two. It has been some time, hasn't it? I don't know, because I'm not doing this right. <laughs> That's fair. It's two the in point the fucking is morning. that in Imperial units, it's lots. It's been a long as fucking time. So, what this percentage has... of my life is six months? How the fuck do you calculate that? I don't know. <laughs> That's your homework. You know what? That's your homework. Come back next time. Okay. So this has been Weebu Hell. It's Weebu Hell. Hell. I am Denard Dale, who is currently wide awake because I was asleep an extra four hours today from my Trump Rona hangover. I am so very tired, and they call me Lego. <laughs> They call him Lego. You can uh, find out more about us at weeaboohell.com or there's a weeaboohell Instagram account that I have totally forgotten to update for about two weeks because Ooh. it was my birthday. Everyone can fuck off. I've been on the party train. Mm-hmm. I'll get back on that. Uh. And next week we might round out this trilogy with that pokemon gag strip series that's been going on forever oh, yeah pocket monsters just like doraemon or whatever it just has it's just fucking been there and that's going to be fucking fascinating mm-hmm. well we'll see you there oh one last riff i'm gonna just throw in before yeah before the end or maybe i'll make this a singer whatever there's one thing that entertained me too mm-hmm. because i watched too much wrestling mm-hmm because this thing starts out and it's sort of playing around with some Pokemon didn't get as much focus on the show. Like he's he's got a Poliwhirl he's really into. There's a Poliwrath. And then as if the fucking marking department broke into the door with a fucking battering ram, he finds his Pikachu. That was pretty early on. It was pretty early on, yeah. 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 And this happened in the show too, but it's just funnier to me here because this is a little... Normally you don't feel the thumb as strongly in this comic. Mm-hmm. But he gets to the rock gym and circumstances sort of contrive that he has to face Onyx with only Pikachu. Yeah. And I just kept seeing in my head, lol, Roman wins. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just the one thing that is the same throughout all fucking canons. Whether your name is Ash or Red or what have you, you have a fucking Pikachu. You have a fucking Pikachu. It's in your top three. It's in your top three. It is your fucking go-to. You know, you you could... It is either, you know, the red whose name is Ash in the anime. It is the red whose name is actually red in the, you know, manga. It is Ash from Electric Tale of Pikachu. It is the red that you faced on the slopes of Mount Silver. Peak of Mount... I think it's, like, meant to be the peak. I don't know. Mountain land. Mount... In Mount Silver. It's an amusing tale. Anyway, good time with you people. Have a great one. Fuck 12. Fuck 12. Is 56. So we're doing 56 half years, right? If I'm 28 years old and I've had 56 half years... Right, so one of these fifty-six um, has been spent playing Pokemon. So, um, so fifty-six 
times point um oh one is point fifty six. Oof. Okay. Okay. So that that's one percent of fifty six. Um. So times one. That's still point fifty six. Yes, Sam. 